and welcome to episode 217 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working right outside Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal, and I'm here with my sister in person. Right here. We're sitting right next to each other Mm. in your closet. Roomy in here. You have a nice roomy closet. Nice roomy closet. Yeah. yeah. I'm Betsy Wallace, live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta. And I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. And today, Maggie and I, my youngest, mm. snowed in Atlanta. So we walked over to Aunt Kate's house to record the podcast and have a snack. Yes. It's very cozy. Mm-hmm. Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And this week, we kind of foreshadowed it, right? Mm -hmm. We kind of teased it a little bit last week that we're trying a new episode, The Deep Dive. And and all this time we've been doing the podcast, what this came out of is that we have accumulated a ton of recipes, information, expert tips, and like a lot of different topics. So these are recipes that you can either use on the front end when you're thinking about how should I stock my pantry, or if on the back end, you're like, I have got a stock pantry, and now I don't know what to do with all this stuff. Yeah, I wanted to find some recipes that maybe we don't talk about too, too much, although one of these is ones that we have talked about before, but I just always need to bring it up. This one is we haven't mentioned it a lot, but I always have almond butter in my fridge. Mm -hmm. I'm a big toast person, as we know, Mm -hmm. a little almond butter and jam. Mm -hmm. And this one is a Thai noodle bowl with almond butter tofu from episode 111. What it is, is kind of just what you think it is. The tofu is tossed in almond butter. It's got those Thai vegetables. It's got the crunch of veggies. And then also those like delicious Thai flavored noodles. And you're making it with stuff that really you can just keep around. Also the rice noodles keep forever. Yeah. So between the almond butter and the rice noodles, you're good to go. And then just kind of rustle up whatever's in the fridge. Yeah. I liked this one because almond butter is a pantry staple that I don't get very creative with. I mean, same. Right. And then I yeah. always, it's something that I like to have, but then I, it takes way too long to use the jar up and then I feel bad and Right. And you're guilty. like, should, should I use this anymore? It's yes. a little dry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I liked this one too, because I think it also uses something that I accidentally overstocked. So I think I mentioned this in maybe previous episodes. I've been talking about it a lot, which is basically <laughs> I get these like organic vegetable boxes. Oh yeah, this is <laughs> we are well informed uh-huh. on your yeah. veggie on my tofu situation. Yes, yes. So I'm currently only down to two things of tofu. <laughs> and so maybe this has been on my mind when I thought about this recipe. I think any I mean this is a great one because it combines tofu keeps forever in the fridge. Yeah. Ish. Right? Yes, yeah. Doesn't go bad, but quite the same way that, you know, chicken might. Um, the rice noodles, again, forever. Almond butter. Try this one out. Also, if you're working from home and need better work from home lunches, this is a good one from that, too. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Good find. All right. What's your next recipe here? This is one you and I both loved. Mm-hmm. We made it. It's super quick. I describe this as, I think Smith Kinjin describes it as SpaghettiOs for adults. It is quick pasta with chickpeas. It's from episode 87. And basically, you cook the pasta and the chickpeas in a very quick sauce that you make out of garlic, tomato paste, and water. It's Mm -hmm. real simple. And you don't think it's going to taste like much. And you're kind of like, well, I don't know how this is going to come together. And it ends up like 
that sauce kind of coats the pasta. If you do what I did and Amazon yourself some pasta rings, it's even more fun. Mm -hmm. And then you get this delicious, like, very easy pasta meal that is much, much better than, I don't know, getting McDonald's. And it's all from things you can keep in your pantry. Yeah, and there's yeah, and then at the end you you it's like the pasta and the chickpeas and the tomato sauce is kind of the yeah, and it's got the oil on top. Oh right, right, right. right. With that drizzle. oil that you drizzle, which just sends it over the top. I will confess, I most of the time do not make the oil because if I'm making this, I am tired, I am hungry, and I cannot bring myself to make some flavored oils. Yes, but you really should because it's delish. Yeah. The thing I loved about this recipe, too, is that I believe it is a Roman dish. Like, the, yeah. it's Italian. I think it has Roman roots. And one thing we really discovered through the podcast is the beauty of the internet. And internet, people mm-hmm. writing recipes on the internet and finding and sharing is, like, the comfort food from other foodways right. is a really right. yeah. sweet spot for looking for simple, easy, great dinners. And so... Yeah, this one, this one's really good. I've made this several times, but I haven't made it lately. And mm. I know when we first talked about it, a lot of folks like shared on the Facebook group or wrote and yeah. emailed us and said, oh, I made this. This is really good. So just a reminder. Yeah, I think the one thing about this is that the portion size is not huge in this, which is kind yeah. of a good thing or a bad thing, right? If you're like, oh, I need a, a dinner for the family, mm-hmm. this may not be it. But if you're looking for a quick lunch for you and maybe another person or like, a small kid and you like you might be able to like you yeah. can share it too um but i mean it's delicious and so you can double it easily oh yeah, yeah for sure yeah exactly all right last one up betsy what what are we gonna make in it is the instant cream cheese shin ramen from episode 103 and this is a lady and pups mm-hmm. recipe and you know what kate we're going on the total other side of the spectrum yes as far as as things go and that was our make ahead pantry episode which was such a fun one to put together, but really took us a very, very long time to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. I the thing I remember about the Make Ahead Pantry episode, Betsy, is that you suggested it. So for this, that episode, it was the instant cream cheese, mm-hmm. Shin Ramen. It was the Japanese curry blocks, which is a huge project, but yeah. so delicious. And then, which is, I mean, we kind of pushed the edges of pantry. We called our freezer the pantry, which fine, like who cares? Mm-hmm. And it was that Make Ahead ground beef. Right. Like salt and pepper, and then just fry up four pounds of ground beef, essentially. Brown it, freeze it into dinner-sized portions, and you can take it out, and you're yeah. already 75% of the way there instead of having to fry your ground beef up that night. And it really, really was such a lifesaver for me. Yeah, I think what was so funny about that is that once we read the recipe, we were both like, oh, well, right. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> but still cool. a good reminder that you can make life easier for yourself instead <laughs> right. of starting from scratch every day. Right? So, I think, yeah. you know what it reminds me of is that and- we were getting a little off topic, pop- topic, but it reminds me of the Andrea Wynn pro tip where she said, make your rice ahead of time. Yeah. And don't and make I- rice every day. <sighs> and I do that all the time now. I'm like, thank you, thank you, Andrea. Cheese. Yeah. This one is a little more complicated than making ground beef. It's the instant shin ramen. So the ingredients are... A lot of umami, essentially that taste that you like want more-ish. So it's pancetta, it's anchovies, it's mushroom powder, which is just ground up dried mushrooms. It's an onion, garlic, cream cheese, Korean chili flakes, the gochugaru, the Korean chili paste, the gochujang, soy sauce, fish sauce, paprika powder, light brown sugar, dashi, which is the bonino soup granules, and peppercorns. Basically, you buzz all that up with Mm -hmm. a little bit of prep. 
and you get this jar of really concentrated, like, the flavor bombness. It wasn't overly spicy, Mm-mm. but the boldness of it blew my face off. I yeah. was just like, whoa, this is a flavor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so good. And you can keep a jar of this in your fridge for a long time. Because mm-hmm. I think I made this, made it a couple times, and then almost kind of forgot about it. And went back to it and was like, well, there's so much salt in here between the anchovies and the pancetta and all this other stuff. It's like... It looked the same as when I put it in there. <laughs> yeah. Made myself a bowl of soup. Fantastic. Yeah. And especially this time of year, I think when we're all cold, as, I mean, it was almost 40 <laughs> in Atlanta. But I know other places it was really cold, too. I just talked to my friend was messaging me. She went for a hike. It was six degrees. Ooh, cold. Yeah. So this is a perfect one for that. A lady in Pups, really, her whole thing is always flavor bombs. Yeah. So this one is definitely that. I would check it out. It's it'll be we'll put the link on our show notes. If you do decide to make it this year, you should definitely tell us about it. It is something fun to have in your fridge for, you know, whenever you're hungry. All right, so those were our recipes in review, mm-hmm. which I loved. Kind of revisit some some favorites and some lesser known favorites yeah. too. And let's talk about something we've been making recently, something a little bit different, something we have not talked about yet on the podcast. Katie, are you going to start? Yes. So my thing is very, very simple. There was a meme going out about like you you have white rice what are the, and you only can put two things on it. What would be those two things? And it was white rice with sugar and yogurt. And I was like, what? And I was so excited. I, I searched and I cannot find who did this. I cannot think of who it is. If I do find out for the show notes, I'll definitely put it in there because they deserve all the credit. We've talked about making yogurt yogurt rice. Mm -hmm. Priya Krishna talks about that in her book, Indianish. So I was like, okay. And one day I had gone for a really long run and sometimes I don't want to eat anything, but I know I need to eat something to get my appetite going again. I was like, hmm. White rice with yogurt and sugar. Don't mind if I do. I did that with some blueberries. Betsy. Ah. It was real good. good. Yeah. It was like if you take all the delicious tang, like creaminess of rice pudding. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's got the tang of the yogurt. You feel a little good about yourself because it's a little protein in there. Kind of like we've always talked about, like, finding comfort foods that folks have been making. A lot of folks have been making for a long time. That is also not that complicated. But, oh, I never would have thought of that. This is one. So if you are in the mood for something that, and you have a little extra rice around. Yeah. So good. I've branched out to maple syrup. So how do you make this? What's the actual? Right. So going back to what Andrew Wynn said, like always have rice in the mm-hmm. fridge. I usually have rice in the fridge. Okay. So the process is microwave friendly. Okay. Let's hear it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so yeah. excited. So I take a big scoop of the rice mm-hmm. and then drizzle a little water on it, throw the rice in a bowl. Mm-hmm. In the microwave for about a minute, mm-hmm. just to steam it up a little bit. Then I take a big scoop of yogurt mm. and put it into into the bowl. Sometimes I mix it up, sometimes I don't. Um, throw a handful of um, blueberries in there and maple syrup if I have it, which I usually do. It's kind of a staple for me. And white sugar if I'm feeling like I want white sugar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, is there a difference between maple syrup and white sugar? No, no, there really isn't. <laughs> I mean, like health food people will be like, well, there's trace minerals and maples. Eat a take a vitamin. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's how it's, you're feeling. It's glucose <laughs> at the end of the day, but it is. It has more holding power for me if I don't feel like making dinner than just eating a bowl of cereal. 
Okay. And sure. because it's a little warm, it's a contrast of warm rice and cold yogurt and a little bit of berries. It's just really, really good. Okay. Well, you know what? My new recipe here that we haven't talked about in the podcast before is very similar. Mm. And maybe it's just because it's that time of year where this is where we're craving these kind of foods. I love a baked oatmeal. Mm. Generally. And I make a baked oatmeal not often, but like you... St- That's one of your our first episodes. Yeah, is the we baked did oatmeal. the baked oatmeal. So we yeah. have had that before where there's bananas in the bottom and it's a Heidi Swanson. Mm-hmm. Very um, good one. Very, very good one. So at some point, you know, I was like, let's let's look up different baked oatmeal things. And I came across... Uh, maybe six months ago or so, kind of recently, Alexandra Cooks on her website, she has a steel cut oats, baked steel cut oats. Oh, right. So she does that with just the, she said you can put berries in it if you want, but Mm. it's really just the oats and whatever nuts you have in your pantry. So if you have, if you keep steel cut oats, you keep some nuts in there. Sure do. And you just need milk and an egg and like a little cinnamon or whatever. And so she bakes that up into kind of like a steel cut oats custardy thing, Yum. right? And it's so funny because in that blog post where she talks about how much she loves these baked oats, she said, one of my favorite things is when my husband says he's not coming home for dinner and I have that in my fridge and I'm like, oh, perfect. Like, <laughs> because my favorite thing is to eat a square of these steel cut oats for dinner. And I'm like, yes, I feel the same way. Sometimes you just want, like on those nights when you're feeling like, you just could eat a bowl of cereal it. or yeah. you know, please don't make me do anything else. Something like like baked steel cut oats actually sounds very appealing to me with some nuts in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that. A drizzle of maple syrup. Right. So this is what I like. <laughs> like could you throw some yogurt? Probably on yeah. there. That might be I, good. You probably could. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, it was a great recipe. And then she said she makes a big batch of it and then you can keep it in your fridge. Well, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes and a little bit of a write-up of what we've been doing with my white rice, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Put it in the microwave. Uh, any Anything else that we talked about on the episode. And if you'd like to chat more with us, if you have some deep dives around pantry items, we'd love to hear it. Join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. All right, Kate, deep dive smorgasbord. We're going to keep up with the theme. Yeah. Let's get some expert tips for pantries. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, Yeah. Did a lot of reading on pantries. Uh Some people's pantries are really, really a lot for me. And if you're a person who's just, this is an aside. If you're a person who's really into your pantry, wow. People, there's a lot of labels, Betsy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like matching containers. Mm -hmm. Apparently no one's using chip clips on their brown sugar. Oh. Just to keep it together. It's all in these beautiful box you know, bins mm-hmm. and canisters and things. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. I should really get on that. Yeah. Yeah. Same <sighs> here, but. Yeah. So I was like, well, how could I organize a little bit better? And they do say to label things, which I think is actually a pretty good idea because just today I have two things of rice that look to be long grain and one could be bismazmati. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. One could be jasmine, <laughs> and usually I usually I label. Yeah. So like I just didn't this time, and I'm just kicking myself because like I kind of tried smelling it. <laughs> I was like jasmine because they kind of do smell different. Yeah, I, yeah, no, did not work. So if you can label your containers, you know I also had an issue with some gluten free flour versus AP flour, and so I had uh. to stick my finger in it and be like, 
okay, well, that's obviously not wheat flour. So it's got to be, I'm having some issues. Ever since I moved, things have gone completely downhill. It's been a year, but we'll just blame that. Um, So yeah, don't label things, people. Label You have a labeler at home, don't you? I do. And you know what ended up happening? I mean, guys, this isn't going to be an expert tip on the pantries (laughs) thing. This is going to be a, like a... This is other things people have told us about pantries. Yeah. Other things people are doing successfully, but maybe not Kate and I. Yeah. Uh, so I do have a label maker. The kids love it. They have actually labeled our doors and they say like mom and dad's room. Um, yeah. and Grant did actually label once um, like my, my Christmas card or something. Yeah. He's labeled some, but the label maker gets used in weird ways. So <laughs> that, but in my pantry, I did get in there with some OXO clear pop top things that everyone recommends, which are, which are good. And then I labeled them. But then if you would go in my pantry right now, you would see like coconut flakes in the pasta thing. I have seen this. Because it's like what I'm, what I'm not in, what I'm out of versus what's what, like I don't have consistently the same thing in my pantry. So like the udon noodles. I just see that the other day. And the pennies, like in the, I'm like, why did I make a... Why do you make a box for udon noodles? This is stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But now, now I need to just take all the labels off and maybe do more general categories. But I don't know. Maybe there's a way to more temporarily label things. Maybe that's what we need advice on. I've seen things where people do a like a um, masking tape or something, Uh, or like a grease pen or something. Yeah. So Mm. there, there could be, there could be something there. I also have my kids help me in the. So initially, I thought this is good because I'll have the kids help me. They'll know where things go. Yeah. And now. I think it's just made the problem worse because they are just, <laughs> I, I mean, it's probably me. They're probably saying, like, mom doesn't. <laughs> Labels mean nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the T's are literally, in probably a year, have been in a thing labeled pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just full of tea bags on my counter. And I you never You better remember. hope no one learning English comes to your oh house, Betsy. I never. so confused. Well, I don't remember until someone comes over and then I'm like, oh, my God, I've got my box out on my counter that's labeled pasta that has all the tea bags in it. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. And the irony, Betsy, that you have a label maker. You could just make a new label. I mean, so here's the thing. Here's the lesson on this. Mm. Is you could get yourself a label maker and right. that will not solve your problem. That is very true. <laughs> like, Wherever you go, there you are. Yes. Isn't that? <laughs> so don't listen to us, kids. But I do think labeling, if you can do it... <laughs> Probably like know yourself. People are like, why do we listen to this show? Yeah, unclear. Um, okay, but so labels if you can hit ha- if you can hack it. Another thing that I think is great for rentals and I used before is you've got those wire shelving units. Mm-hmm. This one is is very practical. Which is just get some. They make these liners that are hard plastic that go on top of those wire shelves, which I hate. Mm-hmm. I hate those wire shelves so bad because like anything can slide out of there. I yeah. used those before and they are fantastic. You can find them on Amazon or a container store. Um, and a lot of people online noted that while, it, you know, OXO containers are pretty and new containers are great, like not everyone has in their budget to spend yeah. $500 on OXO containers, which by the way, I think gets you four. I think it gets you four so containers. Ex- I'd like, I have been picking them up. Sometimes I find them at home goods. Yeah. So I can like one at a time, but to outfit your entire yeah. pantry with OXO containers would be crazy. You're going to have to pass those on to your children. Yeah. Like they're almost like collecting China now. So what they said is that like, 
Think about upcycling takeout containers, labeling some cardboard boxes to make things more sustainable. Really, you're just trying to find a way to contain and organize mm-hmm. rather than have things flying all over your shelves, which is, you know, kind of my situation now. And, you know, sometimes I do actually like stacking pint containers of spices that I use a lot mm-hmm. because I can see them. They're mm-hmm. easy to grab. And for me, that's organization. So Mm -hmm. I think really it's like finding out where you're at. And the last thing I'll say about a pantry that I started to do that I really like, and again, I'm in a rental, so I I can't like hardwire things in. I've got these little pantry doors and I found battery powered motion sensor lights Mm -hmm. that when I open my pantry door, a light goes on into that I can see into underneath all the shelves in my pantry. So I actually can see what I shoved back there. That's good. Yeah. Like night and day. Ha ha ha. But like, (laughs) they're really great. And if you replace the batteries, which I discovered I need to do probably more regularly than is, you know, it's kind of annoying sometimes, but it really has changed things. Well, let's quickly move on to another topic. Yeah. Uh, Personal pantries, some must have Mm -hmm. items. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of, I, I was thinking about this. This fluctuates year to year. Right? Sometimes it's like I always have this in the pantry. Sometimes mm-hmm. I always have that. Um, right now, my personal pantry items go to Garo. Mm-hmm. Always have that. Always have Korean pepper flakes and always have the Korean paste. Um, I always have lemons, mm-hmm. which is a fridge item, but I'm counting it in my pantry. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking at that going, that's not in your pantry. Well, I'm going to say it. One thing that I've been really enjoying is my everything bagel seasoning. Oh, yeah. I bought that a couple times from Trader Joe's. You know, I put it on my scrambled eggs in the morning and I feel like extra fancy. Ooh, that sounds good. It's quite delish. Yeah. Quite delish. Okay. And I also really try to keep buckwheat noodles in house, which seems like a weird thing, but they cook a lot faster than regular pasta. And if I've got tofu and buckwheat noodles, I'm like halfway to dinner. Okay. Yeah. So I really like those. And I actually go through them. Regular pasta, I don't as much, okay. weirdly. Yeah. I go through a ton of rice, though. And then the other pieces, probably soy sauce, mm-hmm. fish sauce, and literally just so much honey and maple syrup. Yeah. So much. That's like my primary sweetener for nearly everything. So I've got a lot of honey at all yeah. times. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, over in my pantry, I do keep a lot of pasta, like yeah. just spaghetti, angel hair. One thing I read when I was researching this pantry episode myself doing a little reading was that if you use like for my family i actually use about a pound of pasta and then have extras so mm. like don't decant that just like keep it in the box it comes in because that that's just sense. busy work right if you're gonna yeah. use it all at once then who cares? who cares yeah and so that makes me feel better because i do use about a box of pasta cans of black chickpea and cannellini beans almost always have them in oh, there. oh nice yeah coconut milk i always have mm. a couple cans of coconut milk in there Cereal, snacks. A lot of my pantry is full of cereal and snacks, just to be honest, because it's my phase of life right now. And I have been keeping lately a quick dessert. So last year I started doing this and it's been really helpful for school stuff and then also my family, but having a box of brownies or a muffin mix or a cake mix so that if I do at the last minute need to make something, I have a boxed dessert in there yeah. as a backup plan because while snacking cakes are delicious one of our favorite cookbooks um those snacking cakes are delicious yeah. sometimes you just don't have all the stuff yeah. it is nine o'clock at night someone mm-hmm. has informed you they need cupcakes right or everyone's just a little cranky and brownies would make the world a little better you don't have to make sure you have cocoa powder you just have the box brownies right and it's actually really nice to have yeah yeah i agree 
Well, that's our pantry. That's what we've been thinking about. I know our listeners will have probably like hundreds of more ideas mm-hmm. and probably much better organized than we are. Yeah, that's the beauty I of the like show. I feel like this sounds like a cry for help. It's not. We're fine. But <laughs> kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah. I need, we both, I think labeling, but maybe that's a personality <laughs> problem. <laughs> no. I'm not sure any system could conquer <laughs> what we're both going through. But it, we would love to hear more from you about pantries and about any of the Dinner Sisters recipes that we've cooked along the years that you also find that you keep things in your pantry just so you can make it. That'd be kind of fun to hear from you. All right, next week coming up, we have an interview with Caroline Fossil, the author of the new cookbook, Prep, Cook, Freeze. More useful information, Kate. More useful. We're kind of continuing our pantry (laughs) or prepping meal prep, be prepared. News you can use. News News you can use. Oh, my gosh. Uh, She was actually really fun to talk to. We did this interview before Christmas, actually, mm-hmm. got some interviews in. And so she has some great tips to make your freezer meals and planning even tastier. Mm. I think what's so interesting is some of these meal planning ones are like, how can you make it quicker? Like, but it doesn't taste good. And so she's really <laughs> interested in making them delicious. And so I think you guys will really enjoy that. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. If you have any questions, ideas, or just things to think about, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook at dinnersisterspodcast. And lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe, or you can support the podcast via Patreon. We're over at patreon.com backslash dinnersisters. Thanks and happy eating. Mm-hmm.